0: Hey, this is Camp Scouts, hosted by me, Curtis Heimberger, and my good friend, Josh Freeman. We noticed that there isn't as much new music being shared online as there should be, so we decided to create this show, dedicated to scouring Bandcamp and finding your new favorite artist. welcome to the podcast today is our last special guest uh because uh, curtis is coming back from the store he's found his his milk and his cigarettes he's coming back to hang out uh but now we've got malachi why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little about a little bit about what you do
1: i didn't know i was gonna have to intro myself i was hoping you would give me This next guest needs no introduction, (laughs) but... I I can't give you a big head at the opening. (laughs) My name is Malachi. Uh, Josh and I are good friends. We met when I was still living in Orlando, and also he was living in Orlando at the time, so big fun time. Now I'm currently working as a social media and content lead for a startup in the animation space, so that's fun. But what do I do creatively? be on podcast for friends that's what i do that's <laughs> my specialty if there was ever a person who's only good on other people's podcasts that would be me
0: you're doing a bit but um there's this subreddit i follow called like podcast guests and it's so funny to me <laughs> it's just people coming on and they're like hey my name's eric i'm 24 and i love hacky sack who wants me on their podcast and uh that's you now You're Eric.
1: Hi, my name is Eric.
0: (laughs) I'm into Hacky's Um, That one one was pretty extraneous, but I did see a guy the other day that was like, any music podcast interested? So I was like, ooh, what's he got? And he was like, I was in a band 20 years ago when I was in college with my friends. And now we're thinking about talking about getting back together.
1: We're in the (laughs) early stages. We're in the pre-pre-production of (laughs) bringing our band back.
0: Yeah, uh, we're thinking about asking my wife if we can use the garage. That's like, man, what do you want? Who do you want to interview? You want to come on the show and be like, hey, man, so you used to make music? Yeah. Uh, Is it online? No, it was when I was in college. Oh, cool.
1: Well, thanks for coming on the show. (laughs) We have one burned CD with all of our signatures on it.
0: I've got a floppy disk that's got one of our songs on it. It's a floppy disk single. If you guys are interested, I can send it to you. (laughs) I hate
1: that. What are you supposed
0: to do with this man? I don't know.
1: You can get my di- can get my new CD on LaserDisc. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> you know people um, sell cassettes and people sell even VHS of like movies. For Do sure. you think there's going to be a LaserDisc revival?
1: God, I hope not. I don't think anybody has a LaserDisc player.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's there's a there's a there's a scene for it, but I don't know if like they want new LaserDisc movies. <laughs>
1: I can't imagine. I feel like that's the joy of finding something that's old, you know, me being a a vinyl collector. I'm like, ooh, let me buy the new Talia the Creator album. I don't give any care whatsoever to, you know, the band Perry. That's not even an old band. I don't know why that's why I went. (laughs) Take that back. I like the band Perry.
0: (laughs) We stand. Lay me down. Uh, What is it?
1: (laughs) That is the one song that I know.
0: Throw me in a river. (laughs) At
1: at dawn, even.
0: Um, I'm the same way about cassettes. Sometimes people are like, oh, do you go to like Goodwill and look? I'm like, no, I go to Bandcamp. I buy shit I'm listening to like today. I don't give a fuck about Elvis. I'm glad I'm not the only
1: one. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to come for us. I love you guys. Pay no mind to what I'm saying. (laughs) We'll have hot words. We'll have a heated debates.
0: Yeah. All right. But I, uh, on that note, let's move into the uh, podcast part of the podcast. We've got four songs today. Uh, we're going to open up with Sick Exotic Bird Parade by a band called The Max. <laughs> 100% Did you just say it fucks? Ways. It fucks. I think the max fuck. I'll say it. I'm. I'll, let me just let me just get ahead of the accusations. I think the max hit. All right.
1: <laughs> I liked it. It was very interesting. Like at first, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, a pretty steady rhythm, and then it like started like speeding up and slowing down. I was like, okay, I could very easily imagine a lot of people enjoying playing this on Rock Band. It gives off that like vibe to me very strongly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the, uh, this is another band from Oregon. I found these guys at the same time as I did the three I shared from last episode uh, who are also from the same state. So if you haven't heard that, listen to it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I love the like Southern rock mixed with garage feel that it gives off.
1: For sure. It um, kind of reminds me of, um, what was the song that was like playing in all the ads whenever Borderlands came out? Was it No Rest for the Wicked?
0: <laughs> the Cage the Elephant song?
1: Yes, exactly. It kind of like has that like similar fuzzy tone, kind of like a little bit angsty garage rock band sound to it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a sound a lot of people uh are drawn to, and I'm not sure why, but I reached it out speaks to the to them. <laughs> it's yeah, mm, Yes, this is buzzy like me. Uh I reached out to the Max and I said, hey, can we use your song for free? And also, can you give me something to talk about? You know, that way I don't have to do my job. Uh, and they said, sure. They said, this song is based off of the Conan O'Brien bit. I found it on some Reddit thread and was blown away by the absurdity. I told our singer Sam that I wanted a song called Sick Exotic Bird Parade. I didn't care what it was about. I just needed that title. I came up with a riffs in a practice session after listening to Toe Cutter Thumb Buster by The OCs but I was also on a heavy Zeppelin kick at the time. Sam proceeded to write the lyrics almost entirely in bird puns, and thus a star was born. The bass part exists because the guitar riff is too hard of a stretch to play on the bass. Uh, on the bass, sorry. We argued a lot about the drum parts too, which is kind of every song for us really, recorded in our parents' entryway where there were some tall ceilings to get a big verbed out drum sound. So first, it's not garage rock. It's mom's entryway rock, and I think we need to recognize it for the uh, genre pioneers that <laughs> no
1: brilliance when you hear it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this idea of like, I've uh, been uh, from the max, uh, sent the email. So he's my favorite member of the band, obviously, uh, him going to Sam and being like, I don't, I don't give a shit about what you have to do. The song's going to be called sick, exotic bird parade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> talk to whoever you need to but I want this
0: out I call want this people. to happen <laughs> have them call my people Um, I like that uh, it sounds like the uh, bass part was kind of thrown on as a relief to the rest of the band and I think that also speaks to the uh, I guess for lack of a better term eclectic sound that I think the Macs have and it fits them very well Um, and that's awesome I've never heard of the VOCs before Uh, it breaks my heart that someone is actively listening to Zeppelin and uh, pulling uh, (laughs) pulling inspiration from it but if that's what they have to do to release this song then I then it's fine I guess we give them a pass
1: (laughs) you live and die by this podcast you said I only listen to new obscure music fuck Led Zeppelin
0: (laughs) Fuck Led. One of the first tweets we tweeted on our uh, social media was, uh, "This is a Led Zeppelin hate account." <laughs> uh, and I stand by that. Uh, old people music is for old people. Um, actually, if you, we're gonna watch the Sick Exotic Bird Parade clip now for context. It's like forty-five seconds long. We'll obviously cut the cut the bit from the show, but we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna see if you could write, if you could. Uh, if you're equally as inspired to make uh, a song from this clip. I hope so. All right, we're back, everybody. Now, uh, kids, we got a surprise for you right now. You kids like surprises, don't you? Well, guess what, kids? Right now, we've got a parade of sick, exotic birds. Wow, a sick, (laughs) exotic bird parade? Yeah, and here they come. This is going to be great. absolutely insane we'll link that in the uh in the below part or the sideways part (laughs) depending on whatever format you're listening to I get it I was gonna um I was thinking we'd like play the clip and be like oh it was funny okay whatever but that is absolutely insane I'd love to like meet Conan and be like hey why'd
1: you why did you do that
0: people to do this yeah (laughs) who was (laughs) whose idea was it to have hawks vomit on children uh for your late night show i love that so much i'm glad that uh you know one we found a great song a song that i listen to a lot and two they were able to expose some some other content some comedy that i didn't have in my life And i think that's one of the cool parts of the show
1: Um, conan o'brien if you're listening we want you on the podcast to talk about sick exotic bird parade
0: i have questions and some accusations (laughs) um but with that unless you have any uh final remarks would you like to introduce your first song of the episode
1: let's do it uh, this is a song from my boy ryan lehan which we'll get into later this is his song right here for you and i've been waiting all night for you i've been waiting all night i've been waiting all night for you right here right here yeah.
0: Right here, right here
1: He not be waiting
0: Two for two, two good songs back to back.
1: God, I love this boy. He makes some of my favorite music. And it's such an interesting story how I found him.
0: You like went to a stranger's house to go to a music festival to meet Ryan Lehan and some of his friends, right? Or am I mistaken?
1: <laughs> That's essentially what happened. Uh, <laughs> his His first EP. Uh, Rocketeer, he posted on a Freak Ocean subreddit way back when. And I don't know if you're like me, but anytime I see somebody posting their own original content, music, videos, what have you, I like very rarely ever click it. <clears throat> but for whatever reason, Ryan's had like a lot of good response to it. And I was like, interesting. So I clicked it and I like immediately fell in love with the first song. And I was like, all right, I may have found something. So I just kind of kept up with them, followed him on Instagram, uh, thanked him for making the album because I was such a big fan of it. He follows me back. We have like words here and there, just kind of like being friendly. His next album releases, big fan of that one as well. Then out of nowhere, he's like, hey, all of my friends in Philadelphia are getting together to have a concert together called Philicon Valley. And he's talking about this on his Instagram story or Alive. And I was like, I would fly up if I had a place to stay. He's like, if you fly up, you can come live with me while you're here. Which is safe. Totally like a smart move to make. Which is totally safe. So I flew to (laughs) Philadelphia, not knowing anyone up there, save for this guy who I found on a subreddit making music two years ago. And he performed this song at the concert. But that was long before that song ever actually released. Mm -hmm. So he was working on the song, probably. Like, I remember he played it for me on his computer that day. And I was like, please tell me you're going to release this soon. And it took him like a couple of more months before he ever actually put it out. And I think one of my favorite things about it is the wet the band wet it has a sample in it from their song it's all in vain it's the background sound that says tell me one more time before i leave Mm -hmm. such a good touch
0: um you showed me this you showed me ryan and a couple of other bands when i was doing my last podcast um and around 2019 my current partner and i uh before we were dating were like because I'm moving to Georgia and not staying in Florida. We probably shouldn't uh, try. We shouldn't, we shouldn't go for it. And so I was in this big sad boy phase and I was like, you know what I should listen to <laughs> right here for you by Ryan Lehan. it'll definitely uh, help me get through this sad boy's fate, uh sad boy phase faster. It'll expedite the process. And so it is a very good song and, and uh, listening to it. I had this weird nostalgic trip of like, not nostalgic. Cause I don't miss it. But this weird trip of like, Oh man, I really thought like I was like done. That was it. Uh, never gonna talk to this that, is the last time I'll ever again. feel love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty disgusting that the, <laughs> the main character complex I was going through at the time. But I think um, the song itself, it's got a very simple intro. It's got a great hook, uh, and I think those two things combined, at least for me really attract me to smaller artists. It's like, do you know what is too much for you? Do you know when and when not to withhold and when to uh, play into your strengths? And I think that Ryan knows how to do that.
1: That's a very astute opinion. I agree. I think a lot of the times, um, like up and coming artists, they focus a lot on like, um, there's like a mix of I want to put out the music that I like. And then there's like, the fine line is like, oh, I want to make a radio hit. And I somehow feel like Ryan's able to do both at the same time. Like, he's like, oh, I like, genuinely enjoy music like this. And I know how to, like, give it my own like flavor and spin to it. And I feel like he does it very effectively. And this is one of my favorite songs of his. And it's a Lucy. It's not attached to any of his other albums, which I think also kind of makes it a little special.
0: Yeah, especially with uh, the cover art is very very small, very minute. It's a, a picture of a window. Um, a lot of his stuff usually has a lot more color uh, or his covers do, right? And so everything about this song kind of separates it from the rest of his catalog. Um, and I think you're right. I think it does make it better because if he released a 10 track where it was right here for you 10 times, I don't think I would enjoy it at all. <laughs> I, I think by track nine, I'd want to kill myself. By track <laughs> 10, I would have done it. Um, <laughs> Because sad sad music has its place, but for me personally, I can't listen to like a sad album. I it, uh, it has an effect on people. I know you've heard <laughs> it
1: a billion times, but
0: I I used to listen to this song a lot. Yeah, it's it's strange to me that someone who understands pop music as well as he does only has ninety thousand plays on the song that we just heard on Spotify. You know, it's like people they love pop music. The American people do so. It's like. Do you know how much good pop you're missing out on by not looking for it? Like one, listening to one new song a day, you know how much good shit you could find. It's crazy to me.
1: I guess that's the issue. I mean, you don't really, I think that's why people love to rewatch the same movie. It's because mm. they're like, oh, I know what happens. I know who dies at the end. And it just kind of, there's like some level of satisfaction in already knowing what happens. So I think trying to venture out to find new music's a little bit weird, but that's where we come in and help
0: yeah that's why you uh like <laughs> and subscribe uh rate the podcast five stars and uh we'll sign give you up for the newsletter listen. yeah sign up for the newsletter and you get new songs that way you can stop listening to the chain smokers uh, <laughs> next up we've got a band that i like a lot uh which is highway report and this is their song the real thing Suddenly I'm Kevin Bacon doing the weird shoulder dance thing he does and um, footloose, right? Suddenly I'm what's her name from flash dance doing the dance from flash dance. It's suddenly
1: sud- I'm Lance Vance from GTA Vice City.
0: Exactly. It's it's <laughs> sud- like, Oh my God. So uh, I have a lot of, I have a lot of things to say about this. On uh, First of all, synthesizer. Nice. Good job. Great. The falsetto during the chorus. Nice. Great. Again. Um, Taking an influence from out-of-date music and mixing it and mastering it so it sounds fresh while still paying homage to the things uh, you're drawing influence from, incredible. That's like the whole point of, of making art is to improve on the things from the past. And I think Highway Report does that exactly on the dot. It's great.
1: As you put it earlier, taking old music for old people and giving it a new fresh spin, I love it. Because I can't imagine that a song that was like from that time period, without like any new like cool enhancements, would like strike my fancy like this does.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, how many times can you listen to like, uh, what's that? Like, I wear my sunglasses at night. Like, so who cares? Like, it's <laughs> it's old. It's it's what my dad was listening to, and I'm not my dad.
1: And I'm not um, wearing sunglasses inside because I'm not an asshole. asshole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I reached out to Highway Report. Um, the usual routine. Do you have any uh, behind the scenes stuff you're cool with me sharing? And they said, um, this is a quarantine project of Cameron Shanasa and, De- and Dan Lettinger. Uh, if I'm pronouncing your name- names wrong, let me know. I'm so sorry. Uh, Cameron has fronted the band Baloney Panther and Dan has produced records uh, and videos for Dune Dogs, Woes, Waltzer, and Drew. When Baloney Partner went on a hiatus in March of 2020, they picked up completing a record they started in 2015 and finally finished it. Um, the EP is streaming on all major platforms and you can follow them on Instagram at highway report. Um, I think it's really cool that they picked up something they'd put down so long ago. One of my, when I'm an editor or I, I'd like to be an editor and something I tell a lot of people when they finish a project is like, okay, you did the first iteration of it, put it away in like a drawer or whatever and work on something else for like two weeks. You know, come back with fresh eyes. So coming back from, there was a six years, or I guess five years from 15 to 2020, you're, you're, you're not at all the same person you were, I'd like to imagine. And so the, um relationship they must've had as artists to peace is something that's very unique that I don't, I don't see a lot, which is cool.
1: For sure. I'm really interested to see like what amount of these songs were on the original cut or like, what were they like working on originally? Like, Mm -hmm. is it just like a very similar transition from the 2015 songs to the 2020 songs or were like, Oh, we got to massively rehaul all of these songs.
0: (laughs) Guys, I don't think they're gonna like our alt country EP. We gotta fix this. Gotta <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: reinvent. We gotta put our name on the uh, on the AutoZone sign.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I I wanted to point that out. I absolutely adore this cover. Um, one of my favorite parts of American culture is the uh, fast food and entry level side of American culture, right? Uh, for example, if you're familiar with the gas station Bucky's, I think it's great. And if you listen to my bad songs, I once wrote a ballad. About gas stations. Uh, don't look it up. So um the cover is really what drew me in. I was on you know, Bandcamp's new arrivals, and I was like, Hold on, these guys, uh, whoever did the cover on for this, this guy kind of fucks.
1: And it <laughs> this speaks to me.
0: Yeah, I absolutely adore it. I love the I think it's an Aldi's in the That's background. exactly
1: what I wrote down. I was like, the Aldi sign in the background is getting me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's um it's cool. I think maybe the fact that in the picture it's rainy could be influencing the next thing I'm about to say. But um, I think Rainy Night kind of fits the vibe that the song is going for, right? Um, for sure. What's what's that movie with uh, Ryan Gosling?
1: I knew you were going to say that. Drive.
0: Drive, yeah. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, I brought it up because Ryan Gosling, when they were making that movie, uh, had to drive with the director for like a couple hours uh, to set or something like that. I don't remember the full setup of the story, but Gosling said the director's driving and like a song came on the radio that he really liked. And he like slapped his hand on Gosling's knee and was like singing the song. And he was like way into it. There were like tears in his eyes. And Gosling says that's where he understood the motivation of the character and the relation to the soundtrack and Drive, um, meaning that like he pulls his passion from the art that he's enjoying and listening to. Um, or at least the director was. And, you know, I get that same feeling from Highway Report. I can feel a lot of um, the two people behind it, a lot of their hearts and soul into the tracks. Uh, Unless I'm talking out of my ass, it sounds like they really care about the stuff they make. And it uh, it only improves the track.
1: For sure. I definitely think they care because it sounds like such a greater group of like people mm. creating this music like to think that it's only two people and they're like "Ah, eh, we'll take a five-year break and then came back and they're like all right it's time to get serious
0: yeah time to I'm, put yeah. this ep out i'm gonna go make videos uh for like nine other bands uh you go uh you also go uh do great work with another band and then we'll meet up later it's it's crazy to me um i can't suggest enough you know buying this track on Bandcamp if you like it following them on their socials all that stuff is below for all the bands um these guys only have 53 monthly listeners on spotify and that's a crime uh so a darn shame would you like to share our last artist of the week
1: the pressure's on the pressure's on
0: don't fuck it Uh, up
1: (laughs) oh man with all that audacity i can't believe it all right (laughs) The name of the song is Where Do I Go by Selena, and I think you're really going to like it. you could put lowercase letters into music form, this is what I feel like it would sound like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you elaborate?
1: There's, there's like this very new and distinct feeling of peace that I get whenever I listen to this. Uh-huh. And being someone who types in all overcase on my cell phone, I feel like it speaks to how I feel whenever I'm talking to somebody that I like genuinely care about. Or if I'm like trying to Mac on somebody, it's like, ooh, talking smooth, being a little introspective, being like, dang, where do I go without you? And I feel like that's in stark contrast to the song title, which is in all caps, which I think is really mm-hmm. funny.
0: Um, it is interesting. I think a lot of RB has that uh undertone of like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like not unrequited love, but like kind of trying to, trying to snuggle up next to someone. Um, and I think that's something that's really great about the genre, at least from what I know of it, I'm not very well versed on the the genre. If you have good R&B songs that are relevant and not old, I'd love to hear them, dear listener. You can uh, hit me up at JW Freeman underscore on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I absolutely adore though, the layering in this song. If, if you stood up this song would be like six feet tall i, I, I <laughs> I'm obsessed with it uh, it really adds it's like a, a sense of power behind the uh the singer especially I think it's her own voice that she's doing melody with um and it's impressive I like it a lot
1: big fan whenever I message her on Instagram it's like hey I recently found your music while I was looking for songs for a podcast and I got off on a unknown r and song playlist and the first song at the top was a frank ocean song i was like that's not unknown i was mm-hmm. like people know blonde and i just kept scrolling and it like slowly got more and more esoteric i was like i don't know any of these people and i clicked one at random i was like why does it say where do i go and i was like oh that's kind of how i feel trying to find a song yeah. and whoo! i was immediately drawn in and i was like god This is definitely, this is definitely the song that I want to use. Mm
0: -hmm. Did the experience of going, having to like dig through the internet, make this song more personal to you? Do you feel more connected to the piece you found because you spent a couple hours online going, guys, I don't care what it sounds like. Frank Ocean isn't indie, (laughs) you know?
1: oh man for sure like i think anytime you have to put a little bit of time and effort into something whenever you finally get the sweet release of like "Ah, i found what i was looking for like there's like a sense of like like triumph and it's like this is exactly how this song felt for me like the moment it ended i was like i gotta put that shit back on hold on
0: (laughs) i'm not done staring at my ceiling yet i'm gonna have to put this on repeat gotta I think, put the
1: rain jacket on and go for a walk in the rain because this my main character is showing
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think that's something interesting uh it uh selena's about section on spotify uh talks about uh she wants she hopes that she said i would hope that my vulnerability opens the listener's heart to console or connect with them i discovered myself through through my creativity and it is the purest thing I have to offer, in hopes it will find someone who needs to hear it. Love, Selena, and I think that's kind of what you're talking about—is this idea of like, oh, I'm, I, I, like, I understand what you're saying. I agree, and now I'm going to experience this art in my own way by going on walks or 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 like laying down to it, like I was joking about. So, it, it's pretty cool to see that she has, for lack of a better term, a mission statement for her her music <laughs> and then she's achieving it I and mean, it's really awesome this is our brand statement our brand statement is i want everybody the vibe and we're hitting it
1: <laughs> the song feels like laying down looking up at your ceiling like hot tears rolling down your cheek and like oh i miss the <laughs> i
0: should call her uh that picture of, you, you seen that picture of goofy in the, the in the fountain and he's like on his back and he's like floating in the water. <laughs> um, Man, I'm going to have to look it. it up now. I I love um, the bass to this song too. It's my last note before we leave. I think um, it is all too easy to make a simple bass line that just keeps tempo with the song and move on. So when people uh, take time to craft something interesting, that builds to it. Much like... Uh, the max did with the sick exotic bird parade i think we get something pretty cool out of it um so yeah unless you have any more we'll move on to our our okay buddy segment we'll make fun of some peep
1: <laughs> i love that josh is so uh the base. It's down um. six feet tall this feels or this sounds like this to me, and here I am, like, ooh, this song makes me feel some type of way. I love it. You're <laughs> Josh, so. you don't appreciate
0: so... the music.
1: You, you're not, uh, you idiot. You're not feeling it. <laughs> you you're fix- analyzing it.
0: Play it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's. I'm trying to. I have like a list that I'm not going to show you, but it's. It's basically like a, like a broke ass thesaurus that I use for compliments for music, because when I listen to my show and I hear myself repeat compliments, I want to die. <laughs> That's where i become more, I've become more and more analytical or as my friend TJ pointed out, English majory. as the show goes on to try to sound original. <laughs> it's terrible. Like,
1: no, I love it. You're like, let me pull up a big word. Let me get loquacious on these fools. <laughs> my I, word I wanna- choice is egregious.
0: Well, now I want to do an episode of the show where I'm using big words, but only like ones that are really that are wrong. Like, oh, this song really defenestrates the idea of, uh, (laughs) you know, life.
1: (laughs) The song is so delicatessen.
0: Yeah. Excuse (laughs) me. (laughs) Did he say deli? What did he say? Um, Before we get into um, our final segment of the show, I want to I want to mention one thing. Uh, and this is something I try to hit home in most episodes of the show, and I don't—I don't feel like I've been doing it really uh, justice, especially in these past four. Um, supporting artists is like the whole idea of sharing Bandcamp links and stuff like that. Um, if a song being a dollar, if a song is only a dollar, and you buy it and you stream it ten times, that is worth way more than going to Spotify and listening to a song the equal amount of times you know what i mean uh i think it's like 270 plays get you a dollar on spotify i've got a cumulative total of like 2700 on um an album that my friend tj and i made and it's like five dollars or something like it's like a subway sandwich um so if you can and you want to support the artist and you want them to make more stuff it's not that expensive to show them your support monetarily, be it a dollar for a song, $3 for an album sometime. Uh, the Macs are selling vinyl of their album, Yup, which is a song which just from what you heard today for $15, right? Like if you can afford to spend 45 on, we're going to make fun of them again, a Frank Ocean album, whenever the next <laughs> one comes out, you can afford to spend 15 when you want more vinyl in your collection. Um, it benefits you both because you get something uh, for you. A lot of the time, a lot of the stuff, especially merch is limited because it is, you know, smaller people making it. There's not like a big management or marketing team behind it. So you get like one out of a hundred vinyl or cassettes or one out of 20 shirts, right? Making your collection that more cool for you personally. And they get to be rewarded and paid for the hard work they're doing that they should be anyways, right? corporations like uh, apple apple and spotify uh exploit the uh the modern western artist uh, and give them cents upon cents upon the dollar and their responses make more music and more people would listen to you anyways and that's fucking stupid so that's my soapbox i just wanted to make sure that was really clear i feel like i didn't do it last episode or the two before that it, i don't even like, if you don't want to support artists on Bandcamp, you shouldn't be fucking listening to my show Um, but now (laughs) we're gonna make fun of Dave Matthews, man. (laughs) Uh, sorry about that. Um, so we don't have King. We, I think I'm, well, you know what? I think I'm right. I think it's stupid to be like, oh, yeah, I listen to the song every day, they deserve 35 cents. (laughs) All right, cool. Or I'm gonna wait till maybe they come to Tulsa, Oklahoma to play a show. They're not. They're not going to do that.
1: A Dave Matthews, Frank Ocean, the band Perry in Tulsa, Oklahoma, slandering episode.
0: I'm big into outrage me. marketing. <laughs> Fuck Tulsa. If you're from there, tweet at me directly. Give me some engagement. Tell me why Tulsa is good and I will promptly deny it. Um, so we don't have any actual YouTube comments today. We're doing something a little different and it's definitely not because I forgot to go out and find YouTube comments for the Dave Matthews band. This is uh, definitely not because of that. This is because I uh, wanted to experiment. So instead, I'm going to tell you a story. One of my favorite stories about Dave Matthews and his band that kind of exemplify how much they suck and they're shitty and that listening to them is morally and ethically wrong. It's Probably 17 years ago now, Dave Matthews tour bus dumped 800 pounds of feces off of a bridge and onto a boat of people below uh why <laughs> because the dave matthews band doesn't care about people um it's also been told to me by a friend of the show uh virtual bird that she worked an event for dave matthews and he was a jerk he was an asshole he was like yelling at people who were just there to work and like trying to help on their own time right like yeah they're getting paid but they didn't have to go to your event to work so you should be grateful um so <laughs> we're going to read a little bit of an article together uh, you said you hadn't heard the story before um, oh. And this is an article from the Chicago Tribune titled 15 years after the Dave Matthews Band let loose over the Chicago River, we survey the damages and uncover a new victim. So we're going to kind of summarize a lot because I'm not going to take this person's work word for word and then pass it off as content. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, this is something that a lot of people have talked about. I don't think enough people know about it um people enjoying one of the city's top tour, uh top tourist attractions the high-minded river cruise of the Chicago Architecture Foundation took a direct hit from almost 800 pounds of earth-toned slurry flecked uh with bits of toilet paper a mixture ranker than a porta potty on a rock festival's third straight 90-degree day they never got to finish the tour that day but they did learn a thing or two about flying buttresses um so uh a book passenger talks about how like it was uh, originally people were just like what happened and then together they realized that the dave matthews band had literally shit on them um a lot of people gave the dave matthews band flack because they were popular this is what happened to nickelback in the early 2000s right just a band that was just making music that a lot of people loved. And so therefore counterculture rises up because of it. And they're like, Oh, this band is just bad. Right. Look at this photograph of a better band. Um, (laughs) This did not help the Dave Matthews image. Um, People were saying stuff online, like, Oh, was he aiming for the poop deck? Uh, This is still better than all of their music put together. Um, And like uh, this article is from 2019 and they're talking about how the year before it had like gotten steamed back up on the internet. A couple months ago in 2021 people were talking about this on the internet. I was tweeting an article I had read about it a couple months ago. Like this comes up every now and then and it should (laughs) consistently come up. As long as Dave Matthews tours he's touring in 2021 with his band. We should be talking about the time that he dumped poop all over people and then didn't do like that's a crime. Like they should be charged. That did not happen. Um, what hasn't been shared, and this is what the article is talking about, um, is that in the vicinity of the bus on on the Kinsey Street level was another victim. In uh, 2004, Lynn Alloway was pregnant and driving out of the city with her husband and son. Alloway now has four kids uh, and lives with her family. And last year, came very close to defeating, oh, she like ran for chairman in her county uh, and didn't win. She came close, but she didn't win. Um, back then, she said she was driving a lot when she would get nauseous uh, because she was pregnant. Um, she said the slightest bit of motion and, you know, the barfing would start, uh, said Alloway. I mean, this is just a gross story. <laughs> um, my husband's in the passenger seat and our toddler, who's now 17, was sleeping in the back. She said it was one of those beautiful days with the windows down. And I remember feeling like, wow, my hair looks amazing and long and curly. I was full of self admiration in the rear view mirror and bragging to my husband about my hair. And then there's a big bus and then it's like instant horror. Uh, really quick, we've been joking about like poop and stuff. Uh, the article is going to describe it and we're going to talk about it. Um, if you're not into that, that's totally fine. This is a gross story. And the only reason we're talking about it is because I think. This is a terrible thing that they did that there hasn't been accountability for. Um so they drive like it drops off the back of the bus, and this car has the car that they're in drives through it with all the windows down.
1: She said, We had a
0: Mercedes SUV, it got covered, the smell hit. It was a punch to the face, is what the smell was like. It wasn't like I wasn't gonna be sick, I was immediately sick. Um (laughs) Uh, She was on her way to perform (laughs) at a wedding Um, uh, It was a double shame Because Alloway was was dressed nicely On her way to perform at a wedding Here's where the story takes a turn Like Tinsley, Alloway is a professional violinist She plays violin and viola With Chicago Jazz Philharmonic Philharmonic And is the group's principal uh, Violist Um, It's just like why, why do we just get to pretend like they didn't like this didn't happen? Like, why is like, yeah, it comes up every now and then, but why is this not just like common knowledge? Hey, but Dave Matthew, Dave Matthews is just a terrible person. And also, they assaulted an entire boat and car full of people with feces. Anyways, you guys trying to go see them? They're playing Atlanta soon. We should go.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, man. How do you feel I about that? I did not know that any of this happened. I was just of the mindset where anytime I think about really popular bands, I just get this odd feeling in my stomach where people are like, oh yeah, I love the Dave Matthews band. They're my favorite band. I'm like, why would you ever do that to yourself? Why would you subject yourself to shitty music? And then for these unfortunate people in Chicago on that very unfortunate day, literal shit, and the yeah. fact that Dave Matthews is just running around scot-free
0: is painful. <laughs> yeah. So here's the fallout. They all, they all So the band donated $50,000 each to the Chicago Park District and to Friends of the Chicago River. To begin the healing process was their statement. First of all, when you're as rich as the Dave Matthews Band, what is $50,000? Um, in March 2005... Uh, the Wool of Texas, which I believe is the driver, his last name was Wool, uh, plead guilt, pleaded guilty to misdemeanor charges of reckless conduct and water pollution. He was sentenced to probation, community service, and and a $10,000 fine to be donated to the river advocacy group. and he stopped driving for the band. Um, they settled a civil lawsuit in the state of Illinois paying 200k to be used towards environmental education uh in exchange the band did not have to admit guilt in court right that's a key thing so they pay some they pay money up and a guy does probation uh and you you don't have to take any blame you don't have to take any public blame you're just like that happens we now it's over <laughs> uh at the same uh, time uh Ben and Jerry's released a Dave Matthews band ice cream <laughs> no <laughs> um uh phil vettel is a restaurant critic for the chicago tribune he pointed out that the flavor dave matthews banned magic brownies for perhaps an overly evocative name especially to chicagoans um i mean that's it like we're not going to read the rest of the, art. the rest of the article will be in the description i encourage you to read it um does this affect your image of dave matthews like how do you feel
1: it's not like the image was good in my head but now it's somehow (laughs) even worse we broke through the floor
0: yeah dave matthews for me was just like this band that existed that people made fun of they were a punchline in parks and rec for a long time um and like that was it you know uh, they did crash into me, which is a joke that I hopefully cut from the show from earlier. Um, and like that's that was it. Then you hear this story, and then you're like, oh, that's that's crazy. So you look up Dave Matthews and you learn he has the reputation to be just like a like a verbally abusive person to the people that work uh for him. And you're like, wow, nobody should ever listen to Dave Matthews again, right? What an
1: unfortunate I, circumstance. Why the hell do you have 2 million monthly listeners on Spotify? I want them all stricken from you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I want uh, your Spotify account blocked.
0: I, I looked over some Dave Matthews comments yesterday. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to take some to write down tomorrow. I'll definitely remember. Uh, and the gist that I had found, uh, a lot of them were just like, oh, man, I saw Dave Matthews in 9 to 7. He was excellent. I saw Dave Matthews in '98. They were still excellent. Anybody listening to Dave Matthews in 2021, and it's like, do you guys know about uh, the incident? Like, I just, I can't, like, I can't get over like how big of a red spot on the reputation this is that just brown doesn't. spot, brown, yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't get uh, looked at. I, I feel. I feel like a lot of empathy for the victims here Um, because what essentially happened is they didn't see any of that, any uh, repercussions, right? The Dave Matthews band paid for a river cleanup crew and then didn't have to admit guilt. And so what I'm just left. I'm a pregnant mother who has who me, my husband and my son are covered in shit on the, on the, on a bridge driving to a concert that I can no longer perform at. And what do I get? Right. Nothing. You get nothing. Um, So, I mean, I mean, that's, (laughs) that's it. That's the show. Think about that. Next time you're listening to Dave Matthews, Malachi, where can we find you
1: on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, you can find me. All of my socials are my middle name, Ramiko. Will be in the show notes. It's pretty consistent throughout. Love to talk trash on Twitter and just post sad boy stuff. You know, listening to "Where Do I Go" and "Right Here for You." Funny Oddly enough, those those, <laughs> those two out those two song titles directly beside each other answer the question. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe we can use the show to get them to do a song together. We'll get a feature on the Camp Scouts sponsored feature. That was my goal with my last podcast, and it never happened. A Camp Scouts exclusive track. We like this happened because of us. Uh, You're welcome. I'm just kidding. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JW Freeman underscore. And you can follow the show at Camp Scouts Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We have an email account too. Uh it's campscoutspod at gmail.com. If you want to send us anything, our DMs are always open. Uh, we'd love to hear your music, your thoughts on the show, um, or your friends' music. You know, this is something that's really cool about doing a music rec podcast, is that we always need more music to listen to. And if you made it, if you took the time to make something, I I will always make the time to listen to it. Um, Special thanks to The Max, Highway Report, Ryan Lehan, and Selena for letting us share their music on the show. We wouldn't have a show without it. If you heard anything you like today, I already gave my speech. Please check it out. Uh, You know, follow them, uh, share them, uh, buy their songs if you can. Uh, Yeah, let me know if you liked this version of OK Buddy. If not, we'll never do it again. But if you did, let me know. Uh, Um, Malachi, thanks for coming on for, uh, thanks the, for last, having me. the last filler episode before Curtis.
1: Ooh, is I'm a filler episode? Yeah, baby boy. I'm main my plot.
0: <laughs> Did you not hear the songs I shared, Josh? <laughs> All right. Don't leave um, me out like those. Hopefully, the outro music is playing here and we get to fade out, which is fun. Yay. Okay. How do I stop recording? Mm-hmm.